if you like audiobooks or audio shows, check out a free trial of Audible. Just click the link in the description. Welcome to Mind Shock. This is Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And we are going to go over an idea that for some reason I have never heard anyone argue. And it is just such basic logic within paranormal conspiracies. Aliens, Bigfoot, demons, witnesses that are called crazy and why. Once again, if you like the podcast, feel free to donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like the video, hit the like button. Feel free to share it anywhere across social media platforms. Questions, comments, theories, just leave them in the comment section. Like our Facebook page. You can also check us out. Twitter, Reddit, Patreon, and patrons do get priority in requesting topics to cover. So if you want to be a patron, check out our Patreon page. All right, Maxwell, here, here's something that just boggles my mind or mind shocks me to no end. Obviously, we know most people are not logical. Most people are too cognitive dissonant. Most people argue from ignorance and condemn without investigation, which is the height of ignorance. However, obviously, a lot of these alien abductees, people who think they've been haunted by ghosts or Bigfoot encounters, some of these people really are crazy, right? I'm sure. They're delusional, rambling. I mean, some of them say they talk to aliens every day. Like, we can agree that a certain percentage are complete Looney Tunes, right? Yep. A certain percentage. Now, how come nobody has asked this question? If what they are alleging is true, actually happened to them, wouldn't that drive them crazy? And wouldn't they appear to be as crazy as they appear to be? Sure. Yeah. So how is calling? So how is saying they're crazy discrediting them in any way? Because if their story is true, shouldn't they be crazy? How many people would remain sane after these completely insane stories and accounts? Like if you're abducted by aliens, or let's say aliens abducted you multiple times, they performed all these weird experiments on you. They they did some mind control, whatever. If you remember it, how sane are you going to be? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good distinction. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, I, I haven't heard, like, I really haven't heard anybody address that. And that's such a basic, it's just such basic logic. If, if we're looking at it objective and sci objectively and scientifically without engaging in the circular reasoning fallacy, so without saying, oh, their story is false from the get-go. So approach it objectively. If their story is true, would the average normal person remain sane after it? Or similarly, the people who think, uh, let's say there are certain people like those targeted individuals. Do you know about that, Maxwell? Um, I heard of the concept. Yeah, so if the government is keeping tabs on people, which, once again, I don't find that that outlandish. Because, once again, if you see what's been declassified from MKUltra and some of these other top-secret government experiments on human, on unwitting U.S. civilians, what has been classified that will never be unclassified or declassified, wouldn't, is it really out of the realm of possibility that they would be doing some kind of experiments to see how 
citizens react to being tracked or whatnot. We don't know what it is. Maybe those specific citizens were involved in some kind of paranormal phenomena. So the government is keeping tabs on them, not necessarily even on them. Like if, if these interdim if interdimensional entities are stalking these individuals for whatever reason, and the government wants to monitor what's going on, they have to monitor the individual, right? To see what's going on. So if this person really does see these black unmarked government vehicles, government agents, if they think their phone is tapped, what if it is? And if this goes on for an X period of time, nobody believes them. How sane are they going to remain if all of this really is going on? If they're talking about these weird mind control weapons or uh, energy rays that they say they're being targeted with, if that's true, how sane are they going to appear if the purpose of those weapons is to drive them insane or frequency? Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, well, I have to say the they did a great job in that campaign to promoting the, uh, the conspiracy theory uh, term. You know, label the label conspiracy theory. Yeah, to has discredit. Been, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has been, it's it's been the probably the most effective counterattack against uh, truth seekers, and it's been very effective. I mean, all you have to just say is conspiracy theorists, and you're pretty much shut down by ninety percent of the population. Yeah, so. you know, you know what's hilarious though, if you substitute conspiracy theorist for critical thinker. Is there really that much of a difference? Because what is a conspiracy theorist? It's someone who's logical enough to not just swallow any BS propaganda put forth by proven liars, at least in X percentage of cases. So people, so someone who just doesn't simply trust on blind faith, someone who's not a devout religious follower in mentality, that's a critical thinker, right? So how is that different than any conspiracy theorist? Now, the conspiracy theorist could be wrong, but they're still a critical thinker. So what I find hilarious is how uh, conspiracy theorist is supposed to be a derogatory negative term. But to me, if you just swap it out with critical thinker, is there really that big of a difference? Yeah. Because I, I, think, a, I think a minority of conspiracy theorists are what the stigma is. The ones that just think everything is a conspiracy, everything is the government, because that's not scientific either. You have anomalies, you don't necessarily know the responsible party, but you know there's an anomaly, you have enough of a brain, you have enough logic to consider alternate explanations, especially when there's money to be made. I mean, is a conspiracy theorist really anybody other than someone who just follows the money? someone who's critical, someone who uses deductive reasoning. I mean, conspiracy theorists are pretty much just detectives who are unwilling to take an official story at face value simply because of history. Because if history teaches anything, those superficial propaganda at face value stories, they're always wrong or incomplete. So you're right. I would say it is it was an effective campaign, but I think especially in recent years with the rise of the Internet and people just getting alternative viewpoints and the overreaction and censoring of people that makes you think, because if they're really just full of it, why bother to send like why? It seems like there's been an aggressive, aggressive campaign to censor and silence. If those people are just talking obvious BS nonsense, why not let them talk? I mean, you actually brought that point up on our Marilyn Monroe podcast, which is a very good point. 
if someone's viewed as crazy, especially if they're telling the truth, isn't it in the best interest of the government to allow the crazy people to talk? Because whatever their points are will be dismissed because they're seen crazy. So hiding the truth in plain sight is almost better because nobody's going to want to revisit points that are made by crazy people because they're just dismissed as crazy ramblings. I made that point. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Back to Army. So, yeah, I'm just saying I really don't know why this could, because you, like, I've seen a lot of documentaries. I know you've watched a lot of documentaries. You've watched a lot of movies. It seems like such a very basic third grader counterpoint. If these crazy conspiracy theorists who've had experience with this stuff, if they really did witness what they witnessed, if these alien abductees really did get abducted, isn't the normal, rational expectation that they would be driven insane? And people get driven insane over far less than that. <laughs> far less than that. So why wouldn't the majority of abductees or contactees or people with these experiences why wouldn't they have gone insane? Yeah, good point. So yeah, it's 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 mind-boggling or mind-shocking on how this just simply is not addressed. Why do you think people don't address this in these documentaries? It's mostly like they're 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 mocked and ridiculed, and they just take it. Someone should just bring up the. I mean, I think a child can come up with this logical counterpoint. What do you expect their mental health to be if this actually really happened to them? I, I just, it's, it's mind-shocking. And uh, we haven't specifically brought it up before, so I really wanted to tackle this aspect of the parent, of paranormal phenomena and how the discrediting of these people just goes on. They're mocked, they're ridiculed. I mean, Joe Rogan goes on and on on many podcasts on like how Bigfoot people with Bigfoot encounters or alien people with alien encounters, they're just completely insane, lunatics, deluded, deranged. I mean, if it really did happen to them, w wouldn't they end up that way? It's, uh, it, it would almost seem the majority should end up that way. I mean, the human psyche is very fragile. People go insane over, over, 1% or less than 1% of an ordeal like that, especially if it was multiple ordeals. I mean, can you imagine? That's a, that's, that's, that's a good point. Because I, I, I just imagined myself if I did see like a maybe like a Bigfoot or a, what do you call it? The Wolfman? What do you call it? Dogman? Dogman. Yeah. Like, um, uh, like a, if I saw something like that like a month ago, I wouldn't be the same today. I would be, I would have nightmares every night. And yeah. I would, people would talk to me and I would, you know, I would hear something in the background and go insane and, and people would think I'm crazy. And then if I tell them what my experience was, they'll think I'm completely insane yeah. because, because they don't believe in Bigfoot or Dogman or whatever. Now that perpetuates the whole craziness vibe. And then, and then you start to doubt yourself. Maybe, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's crazy because now, because now, like, you're, you, that's how you drive yourself crazy. It's like when other people don't believe you and you're just telling the truth. And then, yeah, and then you start to doubt yourself, like, wait, am I, did I delude that? Did I imagine that? Are people right? But I know yeah. what I saw. And then yeah. they keep going around this loop, like, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. Like, like, I, 
and then you, now you have to try to convince other people. Now you look even more crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point that you. And now you can you imagine? Up. And now can you imagine? Let's say you were a woman who was impregnated by aliens and had some kind of alien hybrid baby, and then that alien hybrid baby was taken from you during another alien abduction. Can how, how if if that really happened? I, how many people could remain sane after that? Just think about it. How, like you would be completely insane. But that doesn't mean your that doesn't mean your story didn't happen. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's the time. Like I mean, that's how these groups form. I mean, I'm sure there are alien abduction groups that you can attend and and be part of. I'm sure. Like, oh yeah, of course. Say, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like a big, a big thirty percent of them are completely insane, imagining things, and then there's like. 60% that are actually that were actually abducted. Yeah, I mean, I have and, no idea what the percentages are, but I'm, yeah, 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 I'm just but, saying yeah, I'm just... it's it's almost like a chicken or the egg scenario for some reason supposedly logical scientific people they can't fathom that a person would not remain sane after some of these paranormal, supernatural or just anomalous situations, the more extreme the more insane. So it's a kind of a chicken or the egg scenario, and I don't want to fall for black and white fallacies because those those are quite annoying. I'm sure there's a certain percentage, like you said, they were insane before they hallucinated an experience. Uh, now I'm thinking of another personality and reaction to to uh, supernatural phenomena, um, uh, like for example, someone who's like really stoic. And you ask them, like, how was your weekend? Oh, uh, I just got abducted by an alien. I saw this. <laughs> I saw this aircraft and I saw this alien shook my hand and, you know, he wanted some information and then he let me at this spacecraft and then felt like, a, felt like an hour. <laughs> you know what's like funny? The masses would probably dismiss that account as well because, they, because he, he would be too, they would say he was too stoic. They would say someone. Yeah, who went I think that. I think I think I think the only people who would believe him like are are people who've known him for years. Yeah. Like they've never like let's say like a 40, uh, 50 year old person, and they've known him for all their lives, yeah. like forty yeah. for forty years, and they've never hear, hear uh, heard him lie, and then all of a yeah. sudden he just comes out. Yeah, I saw an alien other, and a UFO. Yeah, or other extreme Stoics, which are they're definitely the minority. But that just goes to show. That just goes to prove that the masses their cognitive dissonance is so extreme because it's they're going to grasp anything to dismiss a reality that they can't fathom or makes them too uncomfortable because if the person's crazy they're just going to assume they were crazy all the time not even factor in that that kind of an encounter would make any would make the average person completely insane or if someone's too stoic and casual about it they'll say oh they didn't really happen because someone who went through that wouldn't be that calm so no matter what the cognitive dissonant masses will always dismiss witnesses or people who have experienced paranormal phenomena so i think that that's why psychology is so interesting and i think critical to understanding some of these paranormal and supernatural phenomena, because if you don't have this information, like again, it's just so basic. I'm, I'm just, I'm really surprised more people, or this just hasn't been talked about more, but that's what mind shock is for. 
We go deep and delve into every aspect of the paranormal and the supernatural. And we talk about things that nobody else talks about. Logic at the forefront. So that's just something to keep in mind when dealing with the paranormal, with dealing with the supernatural phenomena and the people who say they've experienced it. I would say it's it would be much more rare for someone to experience something extreme and remain sane. I mean, obviously, there could be a certain percentage of that as well. But that's I would say that's the minority, wouldn't you? Most people that have had extreme encounters should be crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the minority would not be crazy. So we hope you enjoyed another edition of the Mind Shock podcast. If you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you like the podcast, hit the like button. Feel free to share it. Like our Facebook page. Questions, comments, leave them in the comments section. And you could also check us out, Twitter, Reddit, Patreon. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Powers. We'll catch you guys next time.